Hello and welcome to the FIFO Fam podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm Kayla. And here we talk all things FIFO, family and taking life one week at a time. We're all about creating the best versions of ourselves physically, mentally and environmentally. While also learning and struggling through the everyday grind of a young family. So hop on, join the shit show and we, and we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy this episode. episode. Good everyone, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, I've ditched Kayla and the kids and I've made my way down the hill and I'm chatting to my good mate Pato. I call him a lot of other things, but um, We've uh, worked for a few years together in uh, Loden Hall in an open pit environment and sort of started out how any good friendship starts, bloody old Pato being a loudmouth. A lot of wine. <laughs> a lot of wine. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, this is Pato. G'day, you guys. A, you want to give a small introduction? Yeah. So uh, my FIFO journey started when I was just 19. I um, started on exploration drilling rigs as an offsider and... Worked my worked my way around the country and drank a lot of beer, met a lot of people, and yeah, ran a muck. And then uh, I uh, moved uh, overseas for a couple of years and played up over there and drank a bit of beer and ran a muck, <laughs> <laughs> much the same in a different country. Exactly, yeah. And um, I came home, went back to Roxby for a little bit, and. Uh, Found my way to the uh, open pit mine that I met Boyd at. Yeah, and, so yeah. like I was saying... It all uh, went downhill from there. Yeah, <laughs> like all good friendships start, we um, Pato's a real outgoing sort of bloke. I'm a bit more sheltered and I thought, oh, I was this loudmouth prick <laughs> when I started, but we sort of got to know each other a bit better and um, I guess through maybe unfortunate circumstances, mm. we got to know each Very other a lot better man. and... Um, yeah. Our mateship grew into something that it is today. Um, but I guess other than mining, what are you? You're a CFS volunteer, mm, regular, yeah. regular blood donator, CFS plasma. Uh, you do a lot of... Trainer assessor. Yeah, <laughs> trainer assessor, a lot of fundraisers. You've done the yeah. uh, Melbourne Firefighters Climb. Yeah, the stair climb in Melbourne, yep. Marathon runner. Oh, kind of just. Now, <laughs> now a proud dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fatherhood definitely changed my life and... Um, for the better, of course, but yeah. anyone that has kids would know that. But yeah, I'm pretty proud of a lot of my achievements. And um, Boyd and I were training for the both the same marathon, but all <laughs> a bit there. Boyd sort of dropped the ball for some <laughs> personal reasons, but we uh, we used to run together quite a bit and and keep physical and active, and while we're working, drive in, drive out, and. Yep. And I guess that it's just something to do together and with your workmates rather than just hitting the bottle every night. That's it. <laughs> we did that a bit as well, but Yeah. Um just just for starters, what was the main differences you sort of found between the FIFO work to your drive in, drive out? Um the good and the bad. So when I was working FIFO I started out working four and one, so four weeks away and one week home. Yeah, that's huge. So, yeah, it's brutal. So I was working two weeks of day shift, two weeks of night shift, and two and a week home. 
So you could imagine. Oh, I'll just I'll start by talking about this. You can imagine how much, as a nineteen-year-old, how much you come home with a pocket full of cash and yep. and being deprived from your friends and family for four weeks. It's like um, it brings me to that point of being young and dumb and full of money. Full of money. <laughs> <laughs> I come home and it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be odd for me to come home and drop a thousand bucks in a night yeah. at the pub with my mates and um, and just blow it. Of course, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think if you're going to work away, you need to really focus on that goal setting and and think about what you're yeah. spending your money on. Obviously, being that young, you still want to live as well. I guess is what yeah. what you were doing. So I nearly killed myself doing it. <laughs> I think yeah that that's a that's the thing I have like when I was when I was younger like even even before I met Kayla and that like I guess part of me is like oh, I sort of wish I did more more living but um, oh it's like we spoke I guess about, I was spoke too, about just before off the mic it's all about hindsight isn't it you can it. always do more yeah but um yeah it's all about set, like for me it was all about setting myself up whether I had a partner at the time or not setting myself up getting that house you know living the Australian dream but oh, it's all it's all of that idealistic yeah what 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 people should achieve in their life and that's it and, and it's a lot everyone's different a lot of it's socially different. driven a lot of it's media driven but after so you'd come home you'd blow your money on piss and whatever else I guess and uh yeah 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 so go and um go back for another four weeks of Heartache and yep. the sun to dry out. Yeah, well that, that's it. She's <laughs> four in mind. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine that. I think the one week away from me is enough. Demoralizing. Especially with the family. You, you yep. certainly see some different sides of people working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. yep. There's a lot of rage. A lot so of rage. move on to the doing a two and one roster drive yep. in, drive out. Two and one. Home yeah. every night. Home every night. Yep. So, so what was your situation doing? Pete behind the curtain. I uh, was. When I left the uh, drilling scene, I came home. I owned a business locally. I was soon to be married. And I was then I got the call up to work the drive-in job, the two-in-one job, where I met Boyd. Uh, I moved home. It was a bit of a pay cut. But I figured, oh, sweet. I come home. I get to see my partner every night. I'll get to help out with the business a bit yep. more. Bit of a pay cut, but what's money? Money, they'll, get, they'll always keep printing it, right? That's it. And, and, you, <laughs> and you work in half the roster as well. Yeah. We're working. Yeah. Basically, so. Yeah. And um, so I moved home. Uh, I started there in 2014. Things were pretty good. I got to go home every night. The thing with going home every night is... You go home. There's dishes on the bench. You got to cook dinner for yourself, and if you've got kids, yep. now I understand you get you got kids, and you got to go home, and you can't just go home and put your feet Shut up out. like you yep. would at back in camp. Yeah, that's it. Um, you gotta you gotta chip in. So I'd go home. I would have a quick shower, and then head down to the gym, which was my business, yep. and um, finish your shift off with my. With my partner, yeah. <laughs> so and that's the thing doing doing mining with a partner, especially driving drive out as well. They're trying to achieve their own goals, even without kids, and um, it can be a lot 
mentally, like you were saying, you knock off work and you've still got, you know, bills to pay, mm. you've got jobs to do around the house, whereas oh, away... Maintenance of the gym was my big thing. I'd yep. go there and just... I'd find myself, after working a 12-hour day, I'd find myself changing half a dozen fluoros or tightening some bolts. Or Even while you're at work, or, I remember you telling me so many times, like, you'd, you'd get a message or a call and saying, this has gone wrong, that's gone wrong, mm-hmm. and it's making that snap decision whether those things can wait till after mm-hmm. work or you've got to leave work to attend to your own business. Yeah, it's, yeah. So... That happened a lot of times. I definitely did not have my phone in the dozer. No, was, no, if, no. If anyone's listening. None of, us, none of us did. What are you talking about? So we're on it. Uh, you probably started there, what, eight or nine months before me? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 And we we sort of had the same progression track. We mm. sort of moved, moved up the ranks. Chucky, yeah. well, I started off as a little <laughs> offsider there. but um, little fieldy. Yeah, a little fieldy, but... Yeah, we moved up in the ranks and at a similar rate, sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, from your load and hold trucks to your water trucks and then loaders and dozers and so on. Same thing, like pigeonholed as a train. Tra- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's why you're on the big bucks, mate. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, the Dozer Brothers is where we sort of <laughs> made our mark and um, we had a lot of good times there. So Got a lot of sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of times where... One of us would be on the truck, the other one would be the, be on the dozer on the tip head, and not a good time. Um, we'd definitely a lot of little paddock Bit tips there, the sneaky paddock tips, and well, the other one's sleeping in the dozer. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I remember there was one night there we were we were tipping over the dam edge, and um, I reckon we only got two spots, two pauses filled the whole night. I reckon only had to do five minutes of pushing for the whole night and just jump in the dicky seat of the truck and have a chat. <laughs> So, yeah, then uh, I was working there for, how long was it? Probably two years, two and a bit years, three years, probably. We'll say three years. Hey. And three, no, three years and then my. Oh, yep, yep. And then uh, we got to the point of my relationship breaking down. So, um, between the stress of my business and my 84 hours a week at, the open cup mine. Yeah. I nearly said it. <laughs> I caught myself. Um, yeah, um, my partner and I separated. Yep. It was tough. I went to some dark places. Real dark. Yep. And um, I can remember that point where um, it was after work and we met. You were in that locker room and you were just staring at your phone. Yeah. And like... Me and you were at that point where we were just always mucking around and yeah. shit, and I'd give you a nudge and like stand there like a zombie, mate. What the fuck's going on? And you looked at me and you're like, "I think my marriage is my marriage is done." Yeah, and I didn't know how to react. It was, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's tough times. It's it's tough times in any situation, but when you need, I remember, I still remember the day where it happened on a Monday night, and I went into work the next day. And it was the one day I was usually out in the out in the damn wall pushing loads, yep. plenty of phone reception. The one day that I needed phone reception, I was down in the pit mm. with nothing. Yeah, and I was down there with nothing but my thoughts. Yeah, that's and pretty dark. We had a couple of blokes go through the same thing, mm. as you can remember. But um, there was days where. He- would get our supervisor to come down and pull them out of the pit mm. and send them home because 
it's not a good um, sort of mindset to be in. Definitely, especially not when you're driving a 130-ton no. machine around. That's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, which uh, which probably brings us to our next point is fitness for work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So You um, want to elaborate on that, Boyd? <laughs> yeah, go on. No, honestly, I don't think we're... At any point, I don't think we're in the wrong in any yeah. of this, but... Uh, going through all this sort of stuff, like I said, um, me and Pato, we got into a pretty tight-knit uh, friendship. Um, we were going through some pretty similar, or not similar situations, but a similar mindset. Traumatic, was, Traumatic situation. Yeah, I was going through some uh, my own shit with my family, and um, Pato was obviously going through his stuff with his business and his relationship at the time. So we lent on each other a lot through that. Um, a lot of red wine was drank. Uh, it was through that you actually formed a like a really good relationship with Kayla. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there was a lot of times where Kayla would be like, "Oh, I'd be like, oh, who who are you messaging?" And she's like, oh, "Pato just messaged me." I'm like, "What the fuck did he talk to you and not me?" <laughs> but um, it sort of became evident after a while, like that you guys had this this special bond, and there was a lot of things that you could talk to her and lean on yeah. her about that you probably felt more com- more comfortable than talking to me. So I think that um, relationship between you two helped you yeah. both a lot yeah. because as I was battling as well, so was Kayla. We were going through the same thing at the time. Yeah. And just having that person or those people to lean on yeah. definitely helped and having you there for I me. Think, I think that it was, yeah. Third party is definitely a... The outside eye, like the person that's not directly involved in a situation where they can just give a little bit of an input. And, yeah. And oh, throughout my relationship breakdown, I I decided to start running. I trained for a marathon. I completed the marathon. Yeah. Um, which was massive for me mentally. Like, is one um, of those. I'm a, like, I fucking did it. Moments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I still talk. Like, it was a couple of years ago now, but I still talk about it. Like. Um, but it's one of my proudest achievements. Like forty two k is a fucking long way, but yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like um, I'll never forget that that build up of emotion when I was about to cross the finish line. Like it was just like a release. Like yeah, I did it. Like just to prove people wrong. I think like yeah. more than anything. Like you were saying when you were sitting in a machine all day and you had. You know, all you were all you were locked with was just your own thoughts. Was that the same running the marathon? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, I, was, had, had I ran, I ran my marathon with two other people. Yeah. So another mate, Yuli, and, and my mate Tam. So Tam and I were probably at the both at the same running capacity, and and Yuli is is uh, completed quite a few yeah. marathons and ultra marathons. He brought a stock whip along with him so <laughs> just to keep us motivated and you know what we came between the three of us we came dead last and we crossed the line uh all holding hands together um united yeah and and tam's been in a bit of a shit place and and it was just that those mental barriers like yeah yeah your thoughts your thoughts and a mental uh, positive positive outlook on things can can really change a lot yeah so we're all battling your own demons but mm. i think that crossing the line all together no matter what position or where you come it's it's symbolic it's mm. you know we did this yeah. together um 
yeah, that, that's huge. That's huge. And so crossing that line, it was just a massive relief. It was a not 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 a new start. It's just, just an a, achieve, achievement that always always felt that uh, I couldn't achieve things. Like I couldn't uh, push myself to do anything extraordinary. Yeah. In my marriage, oh, it was obviously a bad marriage. That's why we separated. And now I've got a beautiful family now with them and and Ollie. But yeah, um, yeah, you just get, you, yeah, you get belittled a little bit. And absolutely, yeah, it yeah. just it piles up. It's amazing how how much difference a, a good partner can make. Yeah, absolutely. and supportive. Absolutely. And, yeah, no, I'm absolutely there. Yeah, no, no I don't have to run at all and I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get on a piss and <laughs> that's another thing. It's good having a, having a missus that can enjoy a pint as yeah, well. It's... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, going on that, I guess, dad life. How's yeah. that going? Oh, it's great. It's the best, yep. thing, best thing I ever did. So, I met M in 2019 on the, yep. on the big... What do they call them? Black Sabbath, Black Summer, Black Summer. Oh, what do yeah. they call them? What was it Queen up in the Queensland fires? Yeah, 2019, 2020 yeah. fires. So I met her on the fire ground. So she was from a different brigade at the time, and yep. I was. So we both deployed up there to Canunga in Queensland. Yep. Stayed Save, on a, saving Australia. Yeah, saving the world. Yep. So Emma, Emma was just up there for a. Bit of a photo shoot with the old mate Scott Morrison, but she wasn't. She wasn't really. It was just a bit of a running joke. But um, yeah, we didn't get a. We were out there for more of a, a media sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Media thing. Give the give a bit of public public safety knowledge and stuff like that, and yep. drive around the towns with our lights flashing to make the public feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, extra hands on deck as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give those those poor guys out there a bit of a break as yeah. well, like let them have a few nights off. And, Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm out there after a few glasses of port, <laughs> just a few. Um, we uh, started texting. I was meant to be on a truck, but I got taken off, Yeah, which was kind of a... Bit of a godsend, actually. Bless you in disguise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually got to we got, got to connect and we kept talking and I kept bugging her for a date when yeah. I was up there. <laughs> and here you are today. And here I am today with a almost six-month-old baby, yeah. 2021, so yeah. not even two years later. A happy, healthy little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Little rug rack. So... I guess you've grown up with a few people that have already had their kids and gone through all that. Yeah, well, you guys as yeah. well. How are you? How are you finding it adjusting oh, to? I've always been pretty good with kids. Absolutely, I feel yeah. like I've been pretty good with kids. Yeah, well, um, and and meeting M, that was always I was oh, I feel like saying part of the deal, but it's not much of a deal. Like that, yeah. that was a a condition of. Mine, I wanted the family. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Em's got two kids of her own from a previous relationship, and yeah, I always wanted the family of my own. Like, I love Em's kids like they're my own, but yeah. there's nothing like having your own, own yeah, child, of course. Yeah, and did you find it daunting stepping into that? Oh, of, yeah, absolutely, sort of yeah, stepfather yeah. role, yeah. absolutely. Like, Em's kids adore me, but um, it's definitely 
definitely intimidating. Yeah, like, and everything takes time as well. I guess it's sort of you don't with newborn. You sort of have a little bit of a adjustment period. Yeah, you sort of grow up with them being tiny and not understanding anything, and like oh, they won't remember if I stuff yeah. up here. But when you go into a relationship and you've got a couple of teenagers looking at you as a parent figure, yeah, you sort of have to go in. You immediately go in hot. You have to yeah. have to perform straight away. You know what I mean? First impressions, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I definitely found that with Scarlett and even Teddy. Like yeah. Teddy's a different creature in himself. Like, yeah. but you just learn with them. And going the change from one to two was a lot different as well. Mm. But you just grow with them, and yeah, I, I, I commend you for it because obviously going into that role isn't isn't easy. Definitely not. As I hear my baby crying in the background. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I guess, like you were saying, you had some fairly low lows there. Yeah, so... Um, And, yeah, if if you want to expand or if if you... Yeah, so I remember the the night... You know me, boy, I'm an open book, but... Yeah. uh, The night of my relationship breakdown, I was due to work the next day, 6 a.m., at the open cut mine where we where Boyd and I work. Yep. Um, just got home and I got in bed and um, my partner said to me, "I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, that's tough. Um, I we spoke for a bit. It calmed down, and I took a rest of it because it was late. Yeah. And I needed to get some sleep for work the next day, and um, she woke me up and said, "I'm leaving." And she left. And me all fucked up on the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. It's a sleeping tablet, yep. for those who don't know. I I went to that dark place. Like, I yep. wanted to... Yep. I didn't have anything else to live for. Yeah. I was going to drive my car into the river. Yeah. I rang my mate and he talked me out of it. And I ended up going home and... And fronted up for work the next day and... It wasn't great. I probably shouldn't have, but... Yeah. We all sort of just do what we got to do to get through that next stage kind of thing. And I've I've had the same thing. Like I've said, when I was going through my lowest, I'd I'd stare down that same stoby pole every day and I'd Mm. be like, you know, what stopped me from doing that? Yeah. It's um, it's a tough place, but um, I guess you were the one of the main people I could lean on to get me through mine and I think we we're, were both sort of each other's pillars yeah so and you've you've got a very close-knit support system as well yeah. with your family and yeah so I do have a, a very a very tight support group with my family and with my brothers and my mum and dad and we're a close family but after I went through that and pulled myself out of it well not myself I went to counselling yeah Psychologists, I spoke to Lifeline, which is why I've dedicated so much of my time to raising money for these causes. Yeah, and I sort of said to myself when I was in that, when I pulled myself out of there, I don't want people to be like that. Like, yeah, it's it's a feeling that you can't explain to someone that's for, never for gone my it. friends. I want to be that person for them. Yeah, so. Yeah, and how did, how did you find counselling? Because for myself, I went through one session, and it was it was great 
for me, it was great just to have that one off and get everything off my chest to a third party, which like mm. you were saying before, completely non-judgmental third party. Yeah. For me, that one off definitely helped me, but yeah. I didn't, I personally didn't feel the need to go back. No, I went twice. So yeah. I went, so because of my background, I was a security guard for a little bit and I did a lot of report writing and I'm very well documented, I think, is, yep. the, is the right word. Is um, So in any, in any relationship breakdown, whether you have money or you have debt or you have kids or anything, you need to protect yourself yep. is the biggest thing that I can stress. And um, that note-taking and just really expressing uh, the, the diary entries and stuff like that, really expressing how you're feeling and yep. what you're thinking at those points of time. There's something I've spoken to you about as well already. Of course. Um, just so you can reflect on those things when you're... Because well, you're not going to remember how you're feeling no. on that day, yeah. a month or two away, when and if it goes to court, or if you need to, if you need to revisit those emotions or what happened exactly to the to the point. Yeah, you can just go. Oh, yeah, I've actually kept the journal. So I walked into my first therapy session, counselling session. I gave him my phone. He read through my thing. He's like, "There's nothing really I can do for you." Yeah. He spoke to me about how I was feeling and if I felt all right and if I that uh, want to rebuild and to keep moving forward is yep. what they're looking for. Is is he said I was ticking all the right boxes and I went and saw him for a bit of a follow up and that was about it really. Yep. But for those people that can't do that by themselves, I, I think counselling is a is definitely a good first step. Yeah, oh, definitely. And even if it is just that one visit. It does, they're trained to open up your mind and whether you're ready to talk about it or not, it's just that safe space where you can just speak your mind and there's no judgment and honestly, anyone going through that space, I'd highly recommend it. Just, yeah. yeah. And like places like Lifeline, like those guys are incredible. Yeah. I, I remember I was in a dark space once again, like, because it doesn't just go away. No, absolutely not. I was, I think I was talking to you at the same time. It was, yeah, I can, I, that's the one night that I can picture and. I was laying in the bathtub and I just said, I can't move, I can't get out. I was on the phone to Boyd, I was texting Lifeline and I wanted to drown myself. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Like, it's just because there was a lot of stress, like my, my affairs were getting dragged through the courts and I ended up going bankrupt and. Yeah, my partner, my partner wasn't my ex partner wasn't playing the game. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it just adds to that emotional t- turmoil, like. But yeah, I think that's one night that I'll never forget, and I think Carla will mm-hmm. never forget. I can remember it as clear as day, and um, from then on, I guess it's I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I'm mental health such a massive massive part for me in my life and um, helping people that are going through the same struggles. So yeah. from, from that point and even before that, it was, you know, I don't want anyone to go through this. Obviously, it's inevitable, but I want to help as many people oh, as yeah. I can. That's like what we were speaking about before. Yeah. Like you, There's always something more you can do, but you, you can't devote your whole life to someone else's no, you life. you got to look after yourself, you obviously, can, as well. You can do what you can without 
disrupting your family and your yeah. your way of being and yeah and your mentality yourself like your me- your mental well-being you don't want to fuck yourself up too bad by helping someone else exactly like it's counterintuitive yeah. like and i guess from that point what did you find helped drag you out of that hole what was it's just those positive thoughts always thinking oh i had a lot of drink not that that that's always the answer no it It helps get things out on the table though oh it it um, it, oh it helps loosen the tongue but that definitely doesn't help you no no so like yeah like we were saying we had a lot of nights where you come around and oh there were a lot of tears we'd have uh yeah (laughs) we'd have a we'd have have a feed and after you know Half Three or four glasses of red with half a dozen what, glasses or bottles. Or bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After a few of them, we'd uh, yeah, we'd sort of get our feelings out on the table and yeah. Um, I, I guess if it wasn't for those sort of nights that we yeah. sort of had those discussions, we wouldn't be where we are now. You definitely um, just need, uh, as boys preach throughout this from day one of this this podcast, it's all about the communication. Unfortunately, like, yeah. Even, whether that be with your partner, your fucking mate, or your son, or your best, your girlfriend, or your partner's, your mate's friend, or yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. You just need to lay it out and get that opinion. Yeah. Like sometimes, so yeah, those difficult conversations are the best ones you can make. It's 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 hard, but it's it's tough. But yeah. sometimes you just need that opinion to be able to move forward. Like. You might think you're doing the right thing, but you talk to someone else and they, well, another couple of people, and they might say you're being a real dick about this, yeah. or you're overthinking this, or yeah, but and you you, you just get inside your head, like, and, and over processing things, I think, does that, like, in society, I think as well, mental health, like, it's obviously getting better, but I think mental health is still this massive grey area because yeah, it's definitely. not physical, like you know someone loses a, a limb or something that's that's physical you can see it and you can understand why they're going through the struggles that they mm. are but mental health is such a different different beast it's um you know a lot of the time it's invisible people can't see it definitely but and there's always there's always a build-up to the breakdown like boyd spoke about in one of the earlier sessions there's always yeah. that mental load that builds up or emotional load that builds yeah. up to so for, that yeah. breakdown for me it was it, it was the burnout so mm-hmm. it was just stresses built upon stresses and eventually there's that breaking point where it just snapped and it was all just too much and um i think like we were talking about it, it's it's having those people to lean on those people in your close in your tight circle um that that you have around you that can really help you through those spots. Um, yeah. And like some of our workmates at the Open Cup Mine were some of those people. Like you spent, I spent 84 hours a week with those people. I spent more time with those people than I did with my then wife. Yeah. Like they understand you sometimes better than your family. Like they see you at your best and your worst. Exactly. Yeah. And, and a lot of the, that's the thing a lot of the time with your partner or your family you don't want to put on that you don't want to drop your guard because you know you it, it might be just a, a masculine thing but you know you want to stay strong for your family whereas yeah. your friends in your FIFO or your mining or whatever they whatever workplace you're in you're in the same boat so you, 
I guess you feel more comfortable sharing those struggles because you understand exactly. you're you're all in the same situation. Yeah, you just don't want to put that. I guess you care. Not yeah. not that I don't care about my workmates. At, at the time, I had a great group of workmates. We had a we had a great crew. Yeah, absolutely. But you just don't feel like you should be. Well, your parents do so much for you. Your brothers and sisters do so much for you. You just don't want to be putting that... You don't want a burden. Emotional yeah. burden on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll still remember that day where I walked into my parents' place and said, my partner's leaving me. Yeah. And, yeah, it took me a week, probably, of staying at my mate's place on the couch before I come to realisation that this is it. Yeah. It's done. Like, yeah, but It's tough. But moving forward, I really, like, after we got shut down at the Open Cup Mine, yeah. I did a short stint back at the under, an underground mine at Roxby. So, um, yeah, it was only a short stint because I was involved in a bit of an indiscretion. We'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, someone was offended, anyone that works at, at Roxby, um, would know the stringent workplace policies that they have in place there. Yeah. Um, someone overheard a group of us talking about something at the airport. Taken out that of context. They fa- taken out of context that they found offensive. And not to, not to discriminate or anything, but the person was a female and their, um, word, Unfortunately, carried a lot more weight than what the six of the males that she ever heard did. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I unfortunately got let go, but it wasn't um, the end of the world. Like. Yeah. And from from what I've heard, from what you've told me, it, um, it definitely wasn't a sackable offence. No, from, but it was just a someone caught one or two words of a conversation, and they assumed for it to be something exactly. something else. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a world, bit, but, of a, yeah. bit of a sticky situation where diversity and equality is sort of blown out, but um, oh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but I never wanted to go up there anyway. To tell you the truth, just kept bank, just kept banking the green. Yeah, early. yeah. I, I once I left the open cut mine, I um, was smart enough to have income protection in place. So yeah. when I was made redundant, I had four months of full pay yeah, and then I had my redundancy as well so I had nearly a year off work before I went back to work yeah but yeah when I eventually went back I went up there and didn't work out but that's all right <laughs> here's what it is hey <laughs> um no and then I got a I got a job back home and well because I went bankrupt so I had no debt and yeah um I could sustain a life Starting over, I guess, but... Um, How did you find it mentally starting fresh? It was hard. Yeah. It was It was hard. I didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah. Because I was trying to drag my ex through court and yeah. she didn't want to play the game and I was going to be lumped with a heap of debt. Yeah. So... I still with, remember that moment you telling us that it was finalised and all done. It was, with um, the advice of my lawyer and my... Um, counselors and everyone else that had working for me, yeah. <laughs> financial advisors and people like that. They advised me that 
all I was going to win out of a court case is debt. Yeah. So uh, we made the decision to go bankrupt. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. Bloody of course, hard. yeah, like, yeah. That's a massive step to make because what what does it so going bankrupt? What does that mean? So you can't borrow anything for five years. Yep. And for three years. So I'm in my I'm in my last year now. Yep. As a Oh, today actually, yesterday. Yeah, right, there we go. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> so I'm in my last year as of yesterday, my dad's birthday. Yeah. I can only earn a certain amount. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but we're starting under that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, when I was up at Roxby, I was, I was making right, right about that, that mark. So that's why I took the job. My, yep. mate, my mate was working up there. I knew what he earned. So, yeah. Um, I went up there and for, I was up there for four or five months, I think. Earned a bit of money and I was right on that border mark. So anything over that X amount, yeah. um, you have to pay 50 cents to the dollar back to your bankruptcy. Hell. So, yeah. yeah. And then I came, so yeah, I came home and started working for a local freight company. and Yep. Yeah, so I'm well under that now, but I have no debt, so that's it. It's it's easy for me to start over. It's easy for me to now I'm a stay at home dad. Yeah, so my partner can go back to work. Yep, gives you a lot of time to reassess things and yeah, put put into place those plans to. It really, I think, working away for I've worked away for probably eleven years, all up total. A lot of hard hours, a lot of. A lot of swear words. Yeah. <laughs> Public um, or private. <laughs> a lot of time away, a lot of hard times, but I think working away for all that time and all that heartache, um, looking at it now, I don't think, my personal opinion is I don't think FIFO is worth it. Yep. It's all about that money lifestyle balance like to work away for 11 years and then like that yeah it's gone yeah is it all yeah it's really hard to see the positives of FIFO yeah and obviously a lot yeah yeah you'd find a lot of people would go through that same situation as well yeah but and then on the other hand you get those ones that go through it and they come out on the better side of it yeah yeah it's it's each everyone's opinion. It's each each everyone's opinion and their financial and personal yeah. position. Like it's yeah. not for everyone. Like FIFO's not for everyone. That's the thing you we we literally got into an in depth conversation about this before about the power of hindsight. Yeah, and that's what you've yeah. got right now. It's yeah. in your situation. You would have done things differently. Yeah, I definitely. I def unless my family needed me to go back to FIFO yeah. for any reason. Yeah, that M couldn't work, or one of my kids got sick, or needed the extra income, or yeah. whatever, and um, that would that would push me back into it. Yeah, but that's about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see money. God, money is great if yeah. you've got it. I said, as you said before, they're still printing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can make money. Right. You, you always you always get by. Yeah. As as I learned when I was nineteen, I'm thirty. Four now, the other just for the other month. Yeah. So, as I learned when I was nineteen, it's very easy to spend, very yeah. fucking hard to make. That's it. Yeah. Um, and you always get by. Like, exactly. No matter what you've got. Like we used to live down in Glenelg on 
like Kayla was working her ass off, but we went on we went on any sort of decent money whatsoever. Yeah. But we got by, you know. Yeah. You get by on what you've got, and when you make that better money, you spend more money. It obviously it's... comes with more responsibility. Yeah. You've got more upkeep on certain things, like if you go and buy a boat or a nice car or whatever. Yeah. You've got all that money that you need to keep that you're. And then you sort of fall into that FIFO trap, I think, like yeah. where you've got all these nice things, and you've got you've got to keep this income coming in to yeah. sus- to sustain those things. You know what I mean? And you're sort of you're trapped in that lifestyle yeah. forever. I think we sort of got into that. Like we've never had all those nice toys or anything. Yeah. Like I've never been on a massive wage, but we sort of got trapped in that lifestyle. You know, money was comfortable. Like we didn't have to worry about it, but cutting back down to one income, mm. switching to a new job for me on a, on a much less paying job, it became pretty apparent that we didn't need all those things to be happy. Like, we're very happy as we are now and we're yeah. living our lives how we want to. But, yeah, I personally and, think if you can't, if you're in a relationship, if you can't drop back to either your income or your partner's income and survive to sustain your life, then I think that's a foolish situation to be yeah. in. Because if one of you lose a job, yeah. like, yeah, we can get by. If both of you lose a job, pretty unlikely. Yeah. You just got to think about those Emma's line of work. Three important things like you got your rent, your utilities, and your wine. It's yeah. Two, three essentials. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the wine make the kids go away, don't they? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Keeps them happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, on the back, I guess, is there anything else you want to cover or anything? Any no, I just want to put across? I think I'm pretty... Yeah, I just think the biggest thing that I can stress is don't focus on the money. Just be happy and like, especially if you've got a partner, don't don't sort of neglect that for the, your job. Well, yeah. you shouldn't do that in any in any. Uh, employment but yep. your, your partner and your family should always come first but you, you you always get work no matter what you do even if you're flipping burgers at Macca's but yeah it's still money and coming through that's right yeah. whereas those relationships you know, they're, they're a lot harder Especially to maintain than work relationship is as valuable as what mine is at the moment like yep. um, I wouldn't trade that for anything yeah no, I burnt I burnt several relationships working away yep. in my younger years and um, it's probably for the best, but... Yeah, well, look where you are now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's just that hindsight. How far down yeah. the rabbit hole do you go? Like, That's it. Yeah, you could die forever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's only sort of where, where you are now. Oh. It's, it's a bloody good life oh, when someone, I'm looking at it, mate, from the outside me, looking in. Someone said to me the other day, so I didn't ever think about your ex and, and um, what you could have done with her. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Don't spit your wine out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good uh, that's a good position to be in. It was pretty quick. Yeah, oh, it was pretty easy answer to have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Emma's separated as well, so we're both on the we're both been married. We're both disgruntled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've, yeah, definitely got both a lot of similarities. I think bitter um, old people. Yeah, like you're made for each other. It's it's bloody good to say and. Uh, Pato, from where you've come from, I think, look and see where you are today. It's um, It's been massive steps, man. It's always good to look back and see where you've come from, but there's always a long way to go as well. 
Yeah, that's it. Keep looking forward. Yeah, that's yeah. how you can do it, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, keep the sun in front of you and the shadows behind you. <laughs> What's that? I, I, is I, that quote of the Lion King or something? I don't know, probably. <laughs> no, it's actually from a movie that Scarlet, Scarlet watches. Uh, what is that? Home. Home. Home, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. But. No, good, good film. Kids movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we watch it seven times a day. Seven times a day? <laughs> from no, anywhere she, in particular? She's off it. From the start? Nah, from the start. All, all the time from the start. It has to be. So you catch the first half an hour and then she goes to sleep? No, nah, she doesn't go to sleep. <laughs> Trust me. She doesn't nah. sleep. <laughs> but no, it's... um, Yeah, I guess we're just trying to put across that message that look after your own mental health. Definitely. Look after your family. Mental and, health and um, lifestyle, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not obviously playing down any employers, but your family and your own mental health is a lot more important than any job that's Definitely. out there. Definitely. You can you can find a bit of money anywhere, and absolutely, um, you're just a number to to most employers. Absolutely, yep. Frankly, so, but FIFO or not, whether you just you know you got your nine to five job, you, your own mm-hmm. mental well being or your own well being in general comes first, absolutely. and um, and your, your lifestyle as well. Like you you want to, I think those things outside of work is what keeps you sane. Like it's all well exactly. and good to go to work and. Working for a cause, but yeah. go and do something. It's it. CFS is always looking for volunteers. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, and just doing those little things that, in in your own mind, you're helping other people. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You no, know, you, you're volunteering during volunteer. Oh, yeah. Spit it out. <laughs> Too many reds. Um, volunteering for the CFS. Yeah, I've been a um, volunteer for. Um, Emma's been a volunteer for twelve years. Yep. I've been a volunteer for coming up six. Yep. Um, I've just started donating blood. I did my first one last week, so it's a great cause. It takes um, less than an hour, in and out. Yeah, saves someone's life. Uh, we'll get into it, but it's uh, pretty close to home at the moment, so we'll, um, we'll keep pushing away at that and um, just just doing a lot of things that can help other people that don't take much out of your time. It's and even if it does, it's don't be a selfish prick. Don't be a selfish prick. That's what we're taking <laughs> out for today's episode. Right, cheers, Paddy. Thanks for joining me today. It's um, yeah, it's been a tough chat, but it's nothing that we haven't gone through before. And it's been deep. Yeah, we are. That's good. People, people need it. People need to hear these stories to to realise they're not alone and to they're not the only ones that are going through these situations. Not so. just that, you can get through the other side yeah. and, and create yeah. a better life than you had before. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So keep those people close to you, the ones that um, you can let anything out to and have a chat with. And um, Especially in lockdown life, like I had a mate message me the other day, he seemed a bit off and I'm like, oh, he seems a bit off. So I, I, I put in a little bit of extra effort to, to find out what's going on and it turns out he's a bit a bit down from because he lives in Victoria, he's lockdown six. Yeah, right. So 6.0. 6.0, yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one. This guy's going to say I'm pretty lucky in comparison. To, yeah, that's it. Check up on your mates and look after um, each other. Yeah, look after each other. Crazy time. We'll leave it at that, I reckon, eh? Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, super. Cheers, yeah. mate. <laughs> See you guys.